Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Oh, Double D, you got children wishing me happy birthday? Oh, let's get it going. It is a Thursday on the Daily Tip for BQL presented by BetMGM. Hope you're having a good morning with us as we get going on this three-hour edition. Coming up, some huge off-season news in Major League Baseball with one superstar now suiting up in pinstripes. We'll talk NBA last night on the court. Some incredible performances at 620. We will do our best to handicap tonight's Thursday night football game between the Patriots and the Steelers. And you know you've been waiting for it. The semifinals of the NBA in-season tournament tonight in Las Vegas. A look ahead to those matchups as well. In the 7 o'clock hour, the money is already flowing in on the college football playoff. We'll get to that. We were one game away last week from hitting our show parlay. We'll give it another shot on this Thursday. And during the 8 o'clock hour, NBA Futures, Chris Mack from the BetQLU podcast. And yes, we will hear from the Dogster at 8.45. Chelsea, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, but more importantly, happy 50th birthday uh, to my co-host, Michael Jenkins. Thank you. you like yeah. to <laughs> Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Who are, oh, Guppy from iCarly? I've never even heard of that. Who are these kids? You're dropping iCarly on children? me? Shouldn't they be Guppy. in school? What are these children doing? Are you somebody who like gets embarrassed? Like it's my eighth birthday. <laughs> We're going to Chuck E. Cheese! Let's go to Chuck E. Cheese! Are you somebody who yeah. gets embarrassed when people sing you happy birthday at like restaurants? Yes, absolutely. I do. I get embarrassed with like, I don't mind if I'm trying to entertain or make someone laugh or something like that. But when the attention just turned around and people are singing to me or something like that, then I get super squirmy. Like physically, I start to squirm like, oh God, just in this thing. Like the last thing I want is to be at Chili's and all of a sudden I hear in the background, Happy. I'm oh, like, oh God. God. No, here we go. Here we go. Just uh, can I just take a quick break while you guys finish this up? But it's good to be here. I think the song is a little too long because isn't that the awkward part? It would be one thing mm-hmm. if it was a sentence long. I would love that. And be like, oh, cool. People are acknowledging my existence and my birth on this day. But the longer it draws out, you're like, okay, so how long can I sit here and smile and do nothing? Because you don't sing happy birthday to yourself. So you literally just sit there like an idiot. <laughs> you just have to take it. You just have to go home. Oh, okay. I think I got dumber overnight, honestly. I walked in this morning to the building, and the security guy, who's super nice, I always say hello to him, and he goes, good morning. And I go, honest to God, I go, hey, good morning. I was like, jeez. <laughs> Don't you speak for a living, you idiot? And then I got to the door, and I swiped my key card, and I started to push the door and I'm like, what's wrong with this door? I'm like, Michael, you pull the door. You've done this for years. So I don't know how many brain cells I lost while I was sleeping, but a few. So I'm just hoping to make it through this show. 
It sounds like the start of a Disney movie where you like lose all your powers on your 50th yeah. birthday or something. That's how I feel. Uh, I don't know. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. How old are you, Jinx? According to this show, I'm I'm eight, maybe nine. <laughs> maybe nine. <laughs> We're gonna go jump in the ball pit after this. Yeah, that'd be fun, actually. I would do that. Somebody brought a well, whoopee cushion. Oh God, that would be the worst. That's old school. That that's my type of humor because it's so old school. Bring a whoopee cushion. When's the last time you ever saw someone use a whoopee cushion on someone else? I don't think I've seen it be used actually in the wild in surprise situations in 25 years. Like it's been a long time. Oh, yeah. Like, why don't we revert back to that? Like, why is nobody That's using that like free humor? Yeah. Why don't we have a clown running around with a flower? And he's like, yeah, smell my flower. And then he squeezes it and water goes in your face. Classic. Classic. See? Nobody knows that <laughs> anymore. You know, they just don't. It's just check out this meme. Ha <laughs> ha. It's gonna be TikTok. a better old man. <laughs> oh, you kids and your TikToks. I still got a top eight on MySpace. Chelsea, I should put you in my top eight because A, you're my co-host, and B, one on one night, but still you continue to lead the way this week. So tell me about it. Well, the good news is I had Joel in points, uh, in Bede's points prop, which was 31 and a half for minus 105. Well, that was an easy winner. He scored 50. The bad news is Joel and Bede. Those kids won't shut up. Those kids need to quiet down. I'm 50. Quiet. Go to timeout. I'm doing a show, Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I talk to my kids if I had kids. Go ahead. Sorry, Joseph. Okay. So what I was saying was Joel Embiid had 50 points, but yet his team could not beat the damn Wizards by 10 points because my best bet was the Sixers minus 10 against the Wizards. Do you know how bad the Wizards are? Do you know how supposedly good the Sixers are? They had four days rest coming into this game. That is almost unheard of in the NBA. So they had all the time to get their stuff together and be fully Mm -hmm. rested to beat the brakes off the Wizards. And you know what they didn't do? They did not beat the brakes off the Wizards. In fact, most of the game, they were losing. I checked the box score and I'm like, what on earth? I wanted to go down there myself and chew them out. Like these kids that keep interrupting. Like, get in the corner. You're in timeout. Uh, Yeah, so that was frustrating. So one and one. And it sucks when you nail a bet, but you don't get any extra credit for it. Like, I'm still one and one. Even though that, like, Joel Embiid one felt great, but, you know, still one and one. I told you on that's not your fault. I loved your handicap. I thought it was the right side. I told a buddy of mine who was going to the game, my friends Pat and Jasmine. I went to my little neighborhood bar last night. I had a couple drinks. I was talking with them, and they're like, we're going to the Wizards game. And he was like, what do you think? I was like, man, I'd lay it with the Sixers. And he was like, yeah, me too. Let's do it. Didn't come home. But I love the handicap. That was a loss for me. Uh, Yeah. Had Raptors money line. A loss. Oh, brutal. Heat win that game, 112-103. At least I got a win on the ice. That's why I need to stick to my hockey. Had the Knights money line against the Blues. The Knights win easily 6-3. So a one and two night for me. As for the Donkster, ooh, a couple L's last night. 
had LaSalle laying 10.5 against Loyola of Maryland. LaSalle wins 62-61. And then he lost by the hook. Donkster had Vermont minus 2.5 at Northeastern. Vermont wins 73-71, loses by a half point. So for the week, Chelsea, you are 4-2. and two. I'm a gross 2-3. and three. The Donkster is 3-3. Three and three. Before we get into the NBA, if we have time, we will do that in this segment. But the big news is from... Major League Baseball, Juan Soto has a new home. He has been traded from the Padres to the Yankees. The Yankees get Soto and Trent Grisham. The Padres get a bunch of right-handed pitching. Michael King, Drew Thorpe, a minor leaguer, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kyle Higashikoka, catcher. So Soto is clearly the big name here, and... The Yankees being big movers in the offseason, not a surprise. They got Alex Verdugo from the Red Sox a couple days ago. Is this going to solve the problems that the Yankees have had, Chelsea? I can't wait to hear your tape because you are a baseball gal. Well, this is certainly a huge pickup. Jordan, or excuse mm-hmm. me, Juan Soto has been one of the best hitters in baseball. And don't be fooled by the Padres having a terrible season last year because Juan Soto was not really the problem. Uh, Last year, 265, Mm -mm. batting average 405, uh, slugging 488 on base percentage. And over the last couple of years, he's been one of the best players in all of baseball. So this is certainly a great pickup. But from a betting perspective, I think this is what you have to remember when betting on baseball. It is certainly a team sport. And just because you pick up one big name free agent does not mean you're going to win a World Series. How many times have we seen this story? We saw it with the Padres, who, like I said, Mm -hmm. it wasn't Juan Soto's fault, but he is simply one person on a team of players. Same goes for the Mets. Look at the Mets every year. And I know that, you know, the Mets are going to met, but still, they have opened the checkbook and they have gone out and gotten great free agents who, you know, went on to do big things for other teams. Uh, But still, one player does not mean a team is going to win a World Series. And especially when it's a team like the Yankees, who people already love betting on. I just feel Mm -hmm. like now all of the value is gone on the New York Yankees. The fact that they're now the third favorites to win the World Series, I think is a little drastic. I think so, too. It seems like a bit of an overreaction. But it's the Yankees, right? So you always sort of pay a premium on the Yankees. Now you've got Braves, Dodgers, Yankees sitting right there at 8-1 to one as the third favorite. I will also say that I like this for the Padres as well. It's not a sexy trade for the Padres, but they really fill in a lot of different holes in their lineup. And frankly, didn't they need to make some sort of move? Because they tried this experiment where they had all this talent and still are very talented, and it just didn't work out. And now you have guys like Blake Snell leaving via free agency. He's going to sign somewhere, and they've got some money tied up that they really didn't want to tie up. So I think this is actually very good for San Diego. They needed to shake things up, and now they've got some young talent, too. Drew Thorpe, in particular, is a minor leaguer that was the – I believe a second round pick in 2021. They've already promoted him to double A and he could be in line to be a good part of that rotation. They've got some guys now who can fill in in the bullpen with Brito and Vasquez. So again, you're not going to look at it and say, wow, San Diego. But ultimately, I think this was a smart move for them. I think it will depend on how some of these prospects pan out because that's the tricky part in baseball. 
is a guy can be a super prospect and then not amount to much of anything once he gets to the big leagues. And sometimes you'll get a steal of a player uh, in one of these trades that's not even the big name in the trade. Jordan Alvarez, one of those guys, they came via a trade and he was just like, uh, people looked at it as a throw-in guy, uh, even though the organizations yeah. probably knew exactly what they were doing. But again, like one player does not make a team. Like look at the LA Angels. They have two of the best players on face of planet yeah. Earth, and yet they can't even make it to the postseason. So I think this is good for the Yankees because they did need a bat in that lineup that can hit for average. It can't just be Aaron Judge every single time because the past two years, it feels like the Yankees' offense – has been the worst part of their team. Like at one point in baseball, they had the worst team batting average in all of baseball. That includes the A's. And the Oakland A's are trying to lose. So this was a good bat to add to their lineup to uh, maybe get somebody on base for Aaron Judge. So, and especially the fact that he will be now hitting at Yankee Stadium, that means even more home runs for somebody who hit 41 home runs last year. So I think uh, if you're looking at, you know, home run totals for next year, I'm sure this will be built into the line. But that is one thing that completely changes for Juan Soto that should affect those numbers. Well said, Chelsea. We do need to get to one NBA game. Let's talk about what Joel Embiid did last night. The Sixers beat the Wizards here in D.C., 131-126. The Wizards were getting 10.5 points. 76ers minus 550 on the money line. Total set at 243 at Bad MGM. The overheads and the reigning MVP going off. Lowe's pass pool. In the trail position. And the straight on triple goes. 95 92. Sixers down a triple. Joel Embiid right to the rack here in DC. Embiid, a season-high 50 points to go Happy along with 13 birthday. rebounds. God, those oh kids. God. Happy birthday. By the way, if you're just tuning Something. in, it's not Joel Embiid's birthday. But he did drop 50, and I'm 50, so that's well done, Double D. Happy I birthday. hate it when I... Happy I, birthday. I, <laughs> you finally figured it out. I'm like, I don't get it. And then it just hit me. Oh, 50 points on 50. I prefer half a century. I'm just leaning into being old. (laughs) Embiid, he is young. 19 of 24 from the field. 1 of 2 from three-point range. And he drops 50 for the sixth time in his career. I wish Double D were here. I'd go and strangle him. Actually, he would pick me up with one hand and slam me to the floor, but I'd try. Well done, Double D. I think it's every time I say that number, which I'm not going to say, he's going to drop happy birthday. I'm finally, see, I told you I got dumber overnight. But good job, Joel Embiid. No, I just now noticed that too. Uh, I think at this juncture in my short season of betting on the NBA, I think I'm only going to do player props. Like these sides, these totals, feels like a crapshoot to me. Do you ever feel that way in the NBA? Because the problem is you're watching these games and you're like, okay, they're up five. There's a good chance they cover the 10. No, the other team goes on like a nine-nothing run. You're like, well, there goes that thought. So I don't know. I think I'm done betting on sides. I'm over it. I think I'm 0-3 on my NBA bets this year. Nothing but hockey for me. If I bet an NBA game, just run for the hills. Bet the opposite. Coming up next year on the show, Bailey Zappi. 
Mitchell Trubisky. Thursday Night huh. Football. Oh, or maybe you just watched the Great British Baking Show. Regardless, we're going to break it down. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Happy birthday! Happy Thank you, Double D. Welcome back to the show. It is a daily tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. You know we're going to talk about it. We have to. If you are willing to stay up late to watch the Patriots and Steelers tonight, tip of the cap, my friends. We will have a preview of the Thursday night rock fight in Pittsburgh in moments. Chelsea, so I feel like my mom is giving away something because I was texting her last night. And I was a little emo a little bit. You hit 50, and I'm very close with my mother. Happy and she was birthday! Texting me and Happy oh birthday! My God. I forgot! Oh, I can't say it. Double D, damn you, sir. And anyway, we're going back and forth, and my mom, I mean, my mom is sending me, holy Lord, I love my mother. I was getting, I think I got four screenshots of things that Andy Rooney said during his career. You know Andy Rooney. <laughs> I, do you remember Andy Rooney, Chelsea? This is a really old reference. And then all of a sudden, I looked down at my yes. phone, and there's just a screenshot of Andy Rooney's face. I'm like, what? What is happening here? She was just giving me advice and being motherly. But she also finished this up with another text that said something to the effect of, I know you don't expect a celebration. I know you never ask for that. But if Catherine does something for you, she loves you so much. And I was like, is there something planned I don't know about? Because it sure seems like, why would you ever send a text like that that says something to the effect of, I know you don't like the attention on you, but you need to appreciate people love you and people want to do things for you, especially Catherine. I'm like, this sure seems very, very specious, Mom. Like, are you just telling me as a general rule? It sounds like you know something that I don't. Doesn't it feel that way? It's going to be disappointing if Catherine doesn't do something, right? No, <laughs> if, no, it really won't. If your like, mom really said won't. all this and Catherine's like, wait, what? Oh, well, if I know my I mom. I do love you. <laughs> I don't want to. No, you. I do. I, I I promise I love. I mean, I like you a lot. Like, oh, I'm so terrible. <laughs> but no, but she and my mom, my mom loves Catherine and Catherine loves my They get along very well. So it wouldn't be out of the ordinary for one of them, them to, to text scheming. the other. Yeah, to be scheming together. And I feel like my mom is doing a terrible job of keeping a secret. And if nothing happens, it's totally fine. So it's not a big deal. But also my mom kept talking about it. And then she told me a story. She goes, you know, Tim and Diane, friends of theirs, Diane threw Tim a 50th birthday party, and he wasn't happy. So happy no matter birthday. what happens, I was like, happy birthday. <laughs> she talks so much about it. I'm like, this is so much information about something that might happen. It feels like something's going to happen. So I will prepare myself mentally, and then if nothing happens, it'll be fine. But I'm not going to throw a fit either way. I'm wondering what time they are planning this, if they are planning something at all. Because we know you have to go to bed super early on weeknights. You don't have tomorrow yes. off, right? 
No. No. I'm so is it going to be like a 4 p.m. early bird special for your um, birthday today? I don't even want to say what number it is because <laughs> I know this game that David's playing. Every time we say a certain number on the show, these annoying kids come on the air and say happy birthday. So I'm not going to do it, David. Uh, so what time do you think the shindig is planned? Or do you think it's like a birthday brunch? That actually sounds awesome. I think what will happen is if there's anything, it'll be tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow. It, it's a Friday night. I'm supposed to meet my friend Laura here in Navy Yard because she's like, I want to give you your gift. I want to say hello. And she's about to move to Austin. So I told her, yeah, I can swing by for a little bit. But I just want to hang out with Catherine and whatever. But if, if anything's going to happen, it's going to be tomorrow. So I'm not going to worry about tonight. And also, I, here's a challenge. Which one of us... Can we not say that number, you know the number, halfway between mm -hmm. zero and 100, can we not say that for the rest of the show? Do you think we can pull this Ooh. off? Ooh. Yeah. I don't think so. It's a long show. I'm going to forget that. I can do it. it. We're already half an hour through. It's one number. You it's can't one avoid number. one number. We can avoid one number. No one's going to be favored by prop? that number. There's Dang some props loose. that are dangerously close to this number, and I'm going to have to say it. Like, I can't leave you the can people guessing. Like, there's a number I'm thinking of, and this is the prop. People are like, what is she talking about? It's a number between 49 and 51. Yes, you can do this. <laughs> it's halfway. It's half of 100. You can do this. Can you imagine how much of a psychopath I sound like, though, if I do that on the radio and somebody doesn't know what we're doing? Like, imagine you're awesome. driving down the road and somebody comes on your radio and they're like, I'm thinking of a number. It's between <laughs> 49 and 51. This is what the prop said at. Like, is this girl on drugs? <laughs> like, she doesn't know. Can she not count? Does her, can she only count to like 49? Oh, is this my the God. Cheshire cat? Does she belong in Alice in Wonderland? Why is she saying riddles? We're do it. That's the challenge. The loser should have to do something. We'll think of that. We need to think of that. So just sing cars for kids, which I oh. think you should be doing on your birthday anyway. Instead oh, of happy birthday, we need to sing the cars for kids song. I'm going to pass that along to Catherine. Say if you're having, you know, oh. a surprise party for Jenks instead of happy birthday, Play the jingle to Cars for Kids because he absolutely yeah. loves it. Let those dorks rock out. Let's go. And by the way, those kids, those kids are full grown now. That, that commercial's been around forever. Chelsea, let's let's try to make an adult decision or two and bet on this game tonight. Thursday night football. Patriots and the Steelers in the Steel City. Steelers are laying six. They are minus 275 on the money line. The Patriots are plus 220 at BetMGM. And the total is set at 30. 30 are you going to pick a side a total i i will give you the floor here this is going to be such a gross game if there's ever a great recipe for an under to hit at 30 total points this oh. gotta be it though like look at the steelers offense yeah. they've got a backup quarterback in i'll say mitch trubisky at least has nfl experience then who is it? Bailey Zappi going for the Patriots, mm -hmm. which it doesn't seem to matter which quarterback is throwing for the Patriots. Their offense cannot score points. Uh, last week we saw it. They didn't score a single point against the, uh, the Chargers, who are not one of the best defenses in the league. 
And it's been a season-long trend. It's been extremely disappointing to watch their offense. So sometimes it feels like you can't even set these totals low enough. Like, look at some mm-hmm. of the scores that we've seen in the NFL this year. I think that's a league-wide trend where offense is down. So 30 seems comically low, but I don't think I can make a case for the over because that's what you always do, right? If you're nervous about taking a side, you say, okay, well, let's look at the other side. Could I talk myself into taking the over? And I think the resounding answer is no. No. Talk me off of this. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about doing essentially a six-point teaser here. Steelers money line and then bet it up to 36 and hit the under minus 116. Is that dumb? I know teasing totals can be dangerous, but I feel like for this game, if you can get the Steelers just to win and under 36, am I crazy? I like that bet a lot. I like it too, but can you really put it past the Steelers to not win this game? Like, that's the problem. Like, I'm fully, like, I would not be shocked if the Steelers lost. Would you? Like, I'd be a little surprised because I do think the Steelers are the side. At least Mitch Trubisky, like I said, is NFL experience. And they do have a good Mm -hmm. defense. But, like, that's not a team I want to trust in a parlay. Like, it's just not. Here's the thing, though. The Patriots have scored 19 points in three games. And during that time, they've scored a single, and I mean one, touchdown. And now they're going with Bailey Zappi. By the way, Double D, since you're hip to playing this happy birthday, happy birthday, every time we say a certain number, remember when you were hot on, get in here, buddy. Remember when you told us that Bailey Zappi, I believe out of what, Western Kentucky, Let's get be the next big thing. What happened? Well, l- let's be honest. I'll I'll backtrack. He's not as good as I thought he was going to be. I'll I'll, I'll honestly yeah. admit it. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Sure. But at the same time, what kind of weapons does he truly have on that offense? And that offensive line is horrible. Horrible. It's really bad. So it's true. I mean, you 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 say that, and I think. Let me let me rephrase my statement now. I think Bailey Zappi okay. moving forward might be a top tier backup quarterback as a career. So that being yeah, said, I can see that. You know, let him lose. It's okay. I'm all right with it. The Bailey Zappi experience has has dissipated. The trust and the love for him has dissipated. But once again, he's on a team that is not good. Well, he also hasn't had much time. Like, he hasn't had, like, many games to actually get an opportunity. And something is very wrong with the Patriots' offense. Because wasn't it, what, two years ago that we thought Mac Jones was going to be the next Tom Tom Brady? Like, obviously, I wasn't saying that. Uh, But there were people who thought that Mac Jones had a really high ceiling, and he did. Like, he was playing like the rookie of the year, you know, in some of those games. So I don't know what's wrong with the offense, but I feel like any quarterback who's thrown into that mix is not going to be super successful. But back to this game. There is a play I like yeah. uh, that I did want to talk about for just a second before we complain yeah. about this total some more. Uh, we are looking at some props in this game that are extremely low. And you would think mm-hmm. that kind of correlates with the score being you know, extremely low. 
But we've seen some yards, at least, from the Steelers' offense. Remember that game where I was like, oh, they had 400 yards. Yeah, but they only scored 16 points. So when you're looking at receivers, I still think we are getting an extremely buy-low spot on Deontay Johnson. Sometimes when you have backup quarterbacks, you can look. Who are the guys that they are comfortable throwing to? Because you've got to remember, backup quarterbacks are not getting the same amount of reps as the first string quarterback so maybe they have a security blanket that they like throwing to usually it's the number one receiver we saw it with jake browning and jamar chase he had a little bit of chemistry developed between jamar chase uh in the short amount of time that he had been um taking the rep so for mitchell trubitsky it is deontay johnson and every single game last year that mitch trubitsky started Deontay Johnson got the most targets in every single game. So I think that trend continues. The number tonight is 41 and a half, which is extremely low. You look at the Patriots, they're giving up the eighth most receiving yards to opposing wide receivers. So I'll go Deontay Johnson over 41 and a half receiving yards. <sighs> He's been real disappointing lately, but maybe Mitch Trubitsky mm-hmm. coming in uh, will change that a little bit. I keep seeing this play and I'm looking into it. I'm trying to find it and I'm hoping it will be posted at BetMGM shortly. It's Jalen oh, it's Warren and a half over. Now. Oh, oh, oh sorry. okay. Very good. No, no, you're one. fine. I, I want to go Jalen Warren over 60 and a half rushing plus receiving yards because if the Steelers want to win this game, they're going to need him in both areas, both running the ball and with checkdowns, especially with a guy like Mitch Trubisky. They don't want Mitchell Trubisky throwing all over the field. Maybe he's an upgrade over Kenny Pickett, but it's like saying, God, I hate Pepsi. Oh, okay. How about diet Pepsi? It's like, no, it's still bad. It's still something I don't want to see. So maybe he's a little bit better, but ultimately, as good as the Patriots are against the run, and they're exceptional against the run, one weakness they do have on defense is that they allow – a lot of checkdowns and a lot of throws to running backs out of the backfield, which is sort of, you know, it's almost a product of being so good defensively that the one thing you can do against them is just throw it out in the flat and let your running back take off. And I feel like Jalen Warren will be the guy that Pittsburgh relies on a lot. He will be a security blanket for Mitch Trubisky in this game. So over 60 and a half rushing and receiving yards for Jalen Warren is something I'm looking for and I think I'm going to go with. Yeah, I think that's a great one because he is somebody who, over the course of the season, doesn't have big averages, but he has come on very strong down the stretch. And I like playing players like that just because you're seeing them trend upward. And clearly he is playing a bigger role in that offense each and every game. And he's had some big ones, Uh, at least when it Mm -hmm. comes to rushing. He's had over 100 rushing yards against Green Bay and Cleveland. Uh, You look at receiving, he's at least involved uh, in most of these games, even though last time he had negative four receiving yards. But still, somebody who I believe you're handicapped, and I think he will be a big part of this game. I still think the Steelers can get yards. Like some of these yardage props for the Steelers, I think are pretty low. Like, that's the thing. When you have a total this low, you would think, oh, they're not going to get any yards. No, you can still get yards in the middle of the field. So I think that props on the Steelers' side of the ball are not a terrible play. I agree with you there. So that's what I'm looking at. And I have to say, I won't go into it because we're about to go to break here. I'm not going to bet it. But I kind of like Patriots plus six, honestly. that's such that, that makes me feel sick to my stomach thinking that. But I kind of feel like this is going to be such a low-scoring game, and the Steelers don't blow people out. 
They just do not do that. So what? Their last three games, they haven't beaten anyone by more than six points. I will look at the Patriots. Probably not going to play it. Coming up in five minutes, the Milwaukee Bucks say they want to make a statement for the rest of the season by winning the NBA Cup. And their journey continues tonight in Las Vegas. NBA next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. It is a Thursday on the Daily Tip with BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Hope you're having a great morning. I'm Michael Jenkins, live in D.C. She is Chelsea Messenger, live in Nashville, Tennessee. Coming up, oh yeah, the NBA looks to crown a champion in December. We will preview tonight's semifinal games in Vegas as the in-season tournament rolls on. Chelsea, I have enjoyed watching you come around and start to cheer on the teams in the NBA Cup. And I think early on, we were both sort of, I in particular, was very anti-NBA Cup, NBA in-season tournament. But you, my friend have come around. So what changed? What happened in your life that made you think, you know what? I like this action. Well, it wasn't me. It was the players. Because I was wondering if the players would actually be motivated for what is probably a small amount of money compared to some of the contracts they're making. But I guess you've got to remember that these are super competitive guys. And if there is any kind of championship on the table, even if it's not the NBA Finals, like they're going to play competitively. And I think something we've seen is that the stars have really stepped up in some of these games. So I think from a prop standpoint, and obviously that is where my interests lie. If I can find Mm -hmm. a betting angle on the in-season tournament, I'm all for it. Because honestly, don't these games feel more easy to handicap than some of these normal run-of-the-mill regular season games? Because all the guys play. So for that reason, I think I'm in. But, Jenks, me and my husband were talking about this yesterday, and somebody was floating an idea for next year that they do it March Madness style. They have a bracket, they get a bunch of courts in Vegas, and it's just single-game elimination. Like, how cool would that be? And here's the thing. Normally when people float, like, crazy ideas, one would be like, okay, the NFL's never going to do that. But the NBA is fully open to trying things. Like, look at these wild uniforms that they're wearing. I don't even know who's playing until I get up close to the TV. Look (laughs) at these wild courts. Look at the in-season tournament. Like, when we first floated this idea, and I was like, that's never going to happen. The NBA's doing it. So do you think the NBA would ever go to a bracket style of in-season tournament? Instead of March Madness, call it in-season insanity and just go all in. You know what I mean? I like it. Call it in-season insanity. Everyone goes to Vegas. ISS. Single elimination. <laughs> yeah, why not? That'd be great, right? That'd be awesome. Do it. Do it. And people then you do it. Boom, brackets. boom, boom. Yeah, people love brackets. You can fill it out all of a sudden. And you, oh, it would be so much better than this group thing that they have, which I understand it, but it can be pretty confusing, 
especially to the casual fan. But if you want to appeal to everyone, you're totally right about this. I love this. I love this idea. Put all these teams in a bracket, have it in Las Vegas, go boom, boom, boom. It'll be great. Yeah, you just use last year's NBA Finals as the seedings. Like, whoever won the finals last year is the number one seed. You just go further down mm-hmm. the list. Because we've only played, like, a month of the season. I know you get some new players, uh, but still, we haven't seen, like, that much change. But still, like, I don't know. Maybe the NBA will do it. But so far, I have enjoyed the in-season tournament. Um, like I said, I think the motivation is there for most of these players. And I also mm-hmm. feel like it's been a great stage for some of these younger players. Like, look at the exposure that Tyrese Halliburton has been getting oh, for no some kidding. of these performances. The Pacers, I think, are the surprise story of the NBA in-season tournament. Like, the Pelicans are there, too. But hasn't everybody been talking about the Pacers? A team that, number one, is pretty good. And number two, they can really run up the score and run up the pace. And those are the type of teams that people want to see. Like, we can complain about these totals being bananas all we want, but wouldn't you rather watch this type of game than, like, you know, 98 to 92, the Knicks win? I think I'd rather see I want to see – well, I'd rather see a middle ground, honestly. I understand nobody wants to see what we saw in the 80s and 90s, which is the Bulls win 92 to 74 or whatever. I get that. But then I I don't necessarily like zero defense being played either because defense is an art in basketball. It's still when you see a defensive player now who's very good in the NBA, they stand out in a big way because so few players are skilled at playing defense. So I I like the offensive game. I like the high scoring games. They're fun. And it's it's great to see it's great to see different guys in different spots on the court able to light it up. But at the same time, I don't want to see we're trending towards that all-star game sort of matchup where it's just back and forth, back and forth, and no one is really interested in getting a stop. And that's what I don't like. Then it's like there is an art and there is something to be said for someone who is a lockdown defender who plays great on both ends of the court. So I'd like to see it somewhere in the middle. I wouldn't because from a player props perspective, this is when you can really win a lot of money. Like, haven't you seen those lotto plays that people throw out on gambling Twitter where they're like, Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. 25 plus, Tyrese Halliburton, 25 plus, LeBron James, 25 plus, and they all hit. Like, that's the thing about these NBA in-season tournament games is the stars are really shining. So when we look at tonight's matchups between the Pacers and the Bucks, we have a really high total, 254 mm-hmm. and a half, which sounds Jeez. comical coming out of your mouth. But Jenks, can you make a case for the under here? Look at these two offenses. Didn't yeah. the Bucks just put up 140-something points against the Knicks, who were supposed to be a good defensive team? Then you look at the Pacers, who played in a game that had a total over 300 against the Hawks. Like, I feel like the over's still the play. It might be. These totals have been bonkers. That's a, that's a word I'm bringing mm-hmm. back, by the way, that I'm using all the time now. Bonkers. Great word. I, I think the over might be it. I'm on both favorites here. I also like the Bucks minus four and a half. And I know the Pacers have been so impressive, particularly during this in-season tournament. But, and, and four and a half seems high when you're talking about a competitive game like this. However, when you're talking about a total of 254 and a half, 
a four and a half point spread isn't that daunting because we expect a ton of points anyway. And I just feel like the Bucks are, they look fantastic right now. This is a team that has won eight of their last 10, got off to a slow start, but now we're seeing Giannis and Dame learning to play together. So the over is probably the right side, but I like the Bucks laying four and a half as well. I just think when you have a points total this high, I don't really have an interest in playing a side because when they can score that quickly and at will, it just feels like the spread on the game can change so quickly. Like, haven't you noticed that when you bet on the NBA? The second you feel comfortable about a bet, you know, somebody goes down the other end, hits a three, gets fouled, there's four points right there. So I don't think I'm playing a side for that reason. I think I would still lean towards the over or the trend that I was talking about. With star players really dropping some points, there is a small Mm -hmm. parlay I like, and it's only minus 105, but I'm going to do Ian Lillard and Tyrese Halliburton each to score 25 points. This is dumbed down a little bit uh, because I think the line on Tyrese Halliburton is 28 and a half, which is the highest line we've seen so far. But again, the total in this game is 254. Uh, I think Damian Lillard is somebody who steps up as well. Uh, he has had big games in these in-season tournaments. Tyrese Halliburton has hit this in each of the last four in-season tournament matchups. I think we see the big dogs come to the porch here. I think both of these teams are super motivated to play in this game, and I think mm-hmm. both of those guys can get at least 25 points. I wouldn't be you know, against putting Giannis in there somewhere, but his points props are always really high. Even the alt line of 30, I think, is like minus one. So I'm just going to stick with those two guys. Tyrese Halliburton, 25 plus. Damian Lillard, 25 plus. Combine them both up. It's minus 105. All right. Very good. I like that quite a bit. I, you have been crushing these player props. So good on you because I still, man, I still haven't won an NBA bet. Just stay away from me. I am absolutely radioactive when it comes to the NBA. 0-3. Not terrible, but not great, Bob. Western Conference, Pelicans and Lakers. Lakers laying a point and a half. Lakers minus 125 on the money line. The Pels are plus 105. Total set at 229 and a half. I have designated you our in-season tournament expert, Chelsea. BetQL, in-season tournament expert, Chelsea Messenger. What's the play? Hmm, I would like to reiterate <laughs> the fact that I did not win my spread bet last night. I had the Sixers minus 10. Uh, but these are the games that I'm not as much up on because I can't stay up late and watch the late games. Yeah. But one trend I have noticed about the Pelicans, they have not been good on the road. Four and six away from New Orleans as opposed to eight and four at home. Uh, you're looking at a Lakers team that's been really solid at home. Uh, nine and two. Oh, wait, this one's in Vegas, right? Yeah, it's a Vegas yeah. game. So I guess Mm -hmm. the same still applies to the Pelicans. Like, they're not playing in Las Vegas, but you can't look at the trends for the Lakers in this one. Again, I feel like this is a spot where LeBron still wants to assert his supremacy over Mm -hmm. the league. And if you look at the Lakers as favorites in their last three tries, they've covered every single spread. Uh, So I probably the way that I would lean that or some kind of prop on LeBron James, where you play his points, his assists, his rebounds, whatever, feels like somebody who can really fill out the stat sheet here, even though they're all on the injury report. Like, they say they're all probable, but would that mm-hmm. scare you off playing any kind of prop? Because it just feels like, you know, commonplace for the Lakers. AD's always on the injury report. LeBron's always on the injury report, but, like, they're going to play, I would assume. Yeah, I think they play. And 
you said something a couple of weeks ago that stood out, which I think is important, and you can't really quantify it, but it's important to listen. Sometimes you get a nugget from listening to the players and coaches, and Darvin Ham, after that win against the Suns, he was saying, look, we are motivated. We are ready to get that bag. And you listen to LeBron, and he was talking about, yeah, I want this. I, I want this. This is an in-season accomplishment. So they are motivated. And also, I understand this is in Vegas. This will be a home court advantage for the Lakers, guaranteed. Out west, there's going to be a billion Lakers fans in Las Vegas. So I understand it's a neutral court because but, but when you're talking about proximity from Vegas mm -hmm. to L.A. and the Lakers are such a public team, I'm telling you, I like the Lakers on the money line, minus 120 tonight. Coming up next year in the show, the early money is pouring in on Alabama to win the Rose Bowl over Michigan, but is it a trap? We're going to look ahead to the college football playoff. That's coming up next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea. I'm Jinx. Hour two, coming your way. For more, listen to the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.